Peace tonight. We're just talking about overcoming fear. Amen. First Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Amen. Overcoming fear. And what did we talk about last month? What were we overcoming last month? Temptation. Hidden snares often take us unaware and our hearts are made to bleed. Each thoughtless word or deed. And we wonder why the test when we try to do our best. We'll understand it better by and by. Amen. Praise God. So we're talking all year about being an overcomer. And that's what God desires of all of us. Is to overcome uh, you know, things that are impeding our progress. We got to, as the Bible tells us, to go on to perfection. And so therefore to be able to go to perfection and to move forward, we have to be able to overcome things. Amen. The enemy's weapons that the Bible tells us are, you know, is, is always out to try to destroy us. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are money through God, through the pouring down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Amen. And so tonight we want to move in to talk about overcoming this thing that so many people are trapped by called fear. <laughs> fear. Overcoming fear. Isaiah 41.10 Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Amen. Amen. Overcoming fear. Fear has been defined as an unpleasant emotion caused by belief that someone or something is dangerous, like a call to cause pain or a threat. Other synonyms that may be used are terror, fright, fearfulness, horror, alarm, panic, agitation, trepidation, dread, consternation, dismay, distress, anxiety, weary, agonist, agonist, unease, uneasiness, apprehension, and apprehensiveness. Amen. A lot of synonyms there. Huh? Praise God. All this stuff can talk about fear. Amen. First, we must understand what fear is. Fear is false evidence is appearing real. Amen. It makes you think it's real, but it's false. All of us at one time or another will face fear, but we must not allow it to push us to a point of depression or to give up and to give in. We should not get depressed over fear. Some people uh, just can't handle it, man. They're just afraid of everything. Claustrophobic about everything. Uh, phobias here, phobias there, phobias everywhere. <laughs> Some people are afraid to get in elevators. Some people are afraid, afraid of heights. Some people are afraid to fly. You ever, you ever flown with anybody, you know, that is afraid? You know, I, you know, I, I'm, I still, I, you know, I, I have flown a lot and it's always amazing to me. I usually I get next to somebody on one flight or another that's afraid to fly. And I'm going, why did you even buy a ticket if you're afraid to fly? You know, one lady was beside me on a flight. And I mean, for a week the flight even left the gate. I mean, she was in a, a basket case. And I just looked at her and I says, are you afraid? She says, yes, I've never flown before. I said, tell you what. I said, I don't think God is done with me yet, so you ain't got a thing to worry about. <laughs> 
And, you know, after the poor flight got airborne, you know, and she got herself a Coke or something, and uh, she was pretty good when the plane touched down. I said, see, it's okay now. You can do it. You know, so, but but some people are, are fearful of things of that nature. Many years I was afraid of roller coasters, you know, because I was in third grade. I read this story about a roller coaster that left off the track and all that. And so for years I wouldn't get in a roller coaster. But finally one day I got to my senses and I says, I can't let this phobia keep me trapped. I need to get over it. And so I just got right in the front cart, you know. You know, and when it come down, just threw my hands up in the air and woo. So, hey, that's how you overcome stuff. You know, you got to face it head on. You know, if not, it'll trap you. It'll keep you trapped. Amen. Fear can also create strong signals of response when we're in emergency, caught in a fire or being attacked. It can also take effect when we face uh, we are faced with non-dangerous events like taking an exam, public speaking, taking on a new job, going on a date, or even a party. Some people are afraid to get up and speak. You know, I've had people afraid to pray. I'm going, hey, I thought you were born again. Why are you afraid to pray? <laughs> you know, you, you, you should you should not be afraid of these things. Now, granted, some fear is is good for you. You know. I think all of us should fear going to hell, so that should keep us uh, keep us pretty straightforward, right? <laughs> so, Amen. Praise God. Fear is also a natural response to a threat that can be either perceived or is real. Anxiety is a word we use for some types of fear that often deals with the thoughts of a threat or something going wrong in the future rather than right now. Fear and anxiety can last for a short time and then pass or they can last much longer and we can get stuck carrying them around in our lives. In some cases, if we are not careful, they can take over our lives, affecting our ability to eat, sleep, concentrate travel, enjoy life, or even leave the house to go to work, go to school, go to church, or even go on a walk. This can hold us back from doing things we want or need to do, and it can can affect our health. Some people become so overwhelmed by fear and want to avoid situations that might that might make them frightened or anxious altogether. If we are not careful, it can be hard for us to break this cycle. But there are lots of ways we can. We can learn to feel less fearful and to cope with our fears so they do not stop us from living. The scope of the scripture is to silence our fears and encourage faith in the servants of God in them. The Apostle Paul writing to the church of Rome states that it is through patience and comfort of the scripture that we find hope. So during this lesson, we're going to look at some ways to overcome fear. One of the things about fear is it is one of Satan's major weapons. And if he can get you afraid or to fear, he knows pretty soon you will take it on and you will become captive. It's like a newborn kid that you buy a bike for and you try to teach them how to ride. You know, they're usually afraid that they're going to fall, they're going to get hurt, especially if they fall one time. Before they get the hang of things, it it takes them a while to want to get back on that bike and ride again. And so usually what happens with fear, if the enemy can get you afraid and get you to fear, he knows that you won't put forth effort to try again. Amen. And this is what he does, is he tries to control you through fear. 
Amen. But you notice what Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. Paul tells Timothy, he says, God has not given us the spirit of fear. He's given us power. He's given us love. And he's given us a sound mind. So we can see if we have fear in our lives, it's not coming from God. It's coming from the enemy of our soul. He wants you to fear. John says in 1 John chapter 4 verse 18, he says, fear does what? It torments you. Amen. Because when you're afraid, you know, it will cause you to be tormented. Amen. Cause you to be disheartened. Cause you to not think right. Distress. Amen. And notice, there's no fear in love because perfect love casteth out fear. See, God gets that stuff out of you. Cause you put your trust in Him. Amen. Amen. We know that we have to walk by faith and not by sight. See, so if the enemy can get you to fear, he knows you're going to walk by sight and not by faith. This is his goal. is He wants to put you into a box to where you will only operate inside of that box. You won't want to get outside of that box because you will be afraid. There's people that are living in their houses that are afraid to go outside of the house because of the neighborhood they live in. They are totally afraid of what might happen in that neighborhood or people if they go out and about. Now, if you were to look at Numbers, now we've, we know Numbers 13 and 14. If you go to Numbers 13 and 14, Numbers, and start with verse 26 here. Amen. Let's look at verse, Numbers 13, 26 through, and we'll read down through, uh, 14, Old Testament. Leviticus, Numbers, chapter 13. Amen. Starting with verse 26. Here it says, Now this is the spies. You notice God had them choose out twelve spies, one from each tribe of Israel, to go into the promised land. They're on the door of the promised land. Now they've walked in the wilderness a little bit. You know, they, they could have been in there. The Bible says we're on an 11-day journey from Egypt to Kadesh Barnea, where they needed to go into the Promised Land. 11 days. You know, that's 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 pretty close. You know, and they had it made. Clothes didn't wear out. Shoes didn't wear out. Heat didn't bother them. Had manna every day. Bread of bread of heaven. Angels' food. Quail when they want it, you know, water when they want it. Man, what a, what a, what a dream. What a life. So here they are. They're at the door of Kadesh Barnea, ready to go in. So Moses sends, he chooses out 12 men and they go in and they spy out the land, the promised land. And they come back after 40 days. Amen. Pretty long reconnaissance, you know, trip, you know. That they've gone on. Verse 26. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh 
and brought back word unto them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whether thou send us, and surely it flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, now look, watch this. Nevertheless, the people be strong. How do they know they're strong? The people be strong that dwell in the land. And the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. And the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell, excuse me, by the sea, and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb, now notice Caleb, he's a, one of the spies too. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we be well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him says, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Notice, they are already afraid. Fear has already gripped them based on their sight. What they saw. The cities are walled. They're big guys. They're stronger than we are. They had all, the enemy has already inflicted fear into their hearts. They're stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great statue. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which cometh of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. How did they know the people thought they were the grasshoppers? Notice. In our sight, we're, we're a dump of bugs. They're going to step on us and they're going to crush us. We, we don't have the power. We don't have the might to take them on. Their walls, cities has got walls and they got giants in the land and they, they're going to crush us. We don't have the strength to fight these guys. You know, they had already forgot all the things that God had already done for them. They had already forgot the ten plagues. They had already forgot how God overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. They had already forgot everything that God had done for them. Amen. And by seeing what was there, they allowed the enemy to inflict in their minds fear. Amen. And that's what the enemy wants you to think. He wants you to think that you're so small, you can't accomplish anything because he don't want you to have the promise that God has for you. Amen. He wants to stop you from getting the promise. And so he will put sights and things in front of you to make you afraid here. And so this is what is taking place here in this situation. Chapter 14. And all the congregation. Now notice, their evil report now 
it's done affected everybody else. And all the congregations lifted up their voice and cried. And the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron and against the whole congregation and said to them, Would God we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in the wilderness? And wherefore has the Lord brought us up unto the land to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return to Egypt? And they said one to another, let us make a captain and let us return into Egypt. They want to go back to slavery. They want to go back to their own ways. They don't want to depend on God now. That's what happens when people walk away is they don't want to, they don't want to serve God. Their fear, fear usually push people to go back the other way. You know? And so therefore you have to be careful that you don't listen to evil reports and not believe in God and trust in God. And they said one to another, let us make captives and return to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their face before all the assembly and the congregation of the children of Israel. And now Joshua, the other spy, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel and said, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then He will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only rebel not a ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defenses departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. Amen. Notice Joshua and Caleb says, Look guys, God is with us. He's going to give it to you. He's a land flow with milk and honey. Whatever you do, don't you rebel against God. Don't you turn around now. Amen. Don't you not stop trusting God's ability. See, they should have been so excited. They should have had the same mindset and the same attitude as Caleb and Joshua to say, God is with us. God will be with us. This is why Paul would write Romans 8, amen, and 31. If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. God is on our side. Praise God. We can trust Him. Amen. But the children of Israel let fear get into their hearts. Amen. And we can't allow fear to push us to a point that we don't do what God is asking us to do. One of the reasons people don't tithe is fear. People don't tithe because because they're fearful. They're fearful. They don't think they're going to have enough money. They don't think they're going to be able to survive. You know, you you have to trust God. Amen. You know, people won't sell out to God. They won't give out 100% of their life to God because they're afraid what God is going to ask them to do. Some people say, man, he might call me to go to Bangladesh. He might call me to go to Vietnam. He might call me to go to the Middle East. You know, and so fear sets in. Because when you make those kind of comments, that's what the enemy start playing. Yeah, if you sell out, God is going to want you to do this. God is going to tell you to do this. They're going to tell you to do that. They're going to tell you to do this. And so people fear. So they never will sell out 100% to God. Say, because of fearfulness. That's what happened to the rich young ruler. He came to Jesus and says, Good master, what must I do to inherit the kingdom? Jesus said, Okay, tell me how you understand the law. He told him, He says, You're good. He says, But you like one thing. Go sell that you have, give it to the poor, and come follow me. He wouldn't. 
fearfulness. See? And that's what fear does. Is if fear will cause people to not accomplish what you can accomplish in Christ. Amen. If God is with us, who can be against us? Amen. Fear will keep you in the boat. Where faith will make you get out of the boat and walk on water. Amen. You, you know, this is what God is trying to get us to see and what He wants us to do. We've got to be willing to step out on faith and says, God, whatever you want me to do, you know, I'll do it. God, wherever you want me to go, I'll go. His ways are not always, the Bible tells us. Amen. He always has your interest, best interest at heart. Amen. God's promises are yea and they're amen. Amen. And so when God calls us out of darkness, He's taken us to a better place. Amen. We have to walk now by our faith. The just has got to live by faith. You can't walk by your sight. You can't lean to your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. Do not fear. Amen. Jesus says in Luke, Amen. Let me see here. Uh, Luke 12, 4 and 5. Amen. Look what Jesus says. And I say to you, my friend, be not afraid of them that kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do. But I will forewarn you whom you shall fear. Fear him which after he have killed have power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. Amen. Reverence God. Fear God, reverence Him, serve Him with a pure heart, with a pure mind. Amen. This is what God desires of us. Amen. We can be overcomers of fear. We just have to trust in God. It's what you have to do. Amen. People are afraid to say what's on their mind. Well, I might offend somebody. Offend them. Jesus done told you. You know. You know. So what? You know. It shows you're not afraid to stay what is on your mind. Just have a little tact when you do it. You know? <laughs> I won't tell you what tact is, but, <laughs> but, but just think about it. Amen. People are afraid to testify because they are afraid to stand up. See? The enemy says, you go right ahead and stand up and see how foolish you look. You know? And so what do you do? You sit there. You're in service. The Spirit of God is moving. Amen. You feel that unction. Man, I just think I need to take a lap. I think I just need to run a little bit. And then all of a sudden that voice says, go right ahead and run. Look how stupid you look. You know? And what do you do? You don't run. You don't lift your hands. You don't testify. You know, you don't tell people about the Lord. You'd be walking through Walmart and God says, hey, say something to that person. Just keep running on walking. Fear. Fear, fear, fear. You cannot allow fear to control you. Amen. You have to take total control of the situation and of the circumstance. Amen. You can't let fear push you into a corner here. You've got to be an overcomer of the fear that you faith is false evidence appearing real. Amen. Sometimes when that unction hits you to say something to somebody, you need to be an overcomer. 
You know, so what if they reject you? Jesus said, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. See, how do you know that that person hasn't prayed for God to send somebody into their pathway to give them an answer, to give them the direction that they need? Amen. We have to realize that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Amen. This is what God wants us to see. His promises are yea and amen. We can trust Him. Amen. They say, I am, you know, uh, I'm, a, I'm not a, why do people put it? You know, I'm not emotional. That's what it is. That's not true. Because <laughs> God created us with emotions. You know? You know, people say, oh, that's not me. I can't do that in church. Why not? You go to a football game, you shout your lungs out. You go to your kids' soccer game, you shout your lungs out. Go, go, no, no. I, I know, maybe it's just me. I know when I'm at my grandkids' stuff, man, I'm, I, I almost come away a horse. You know? You know? Getting on the referee when they make a bad call. You know? I, things like, hey, ref, Ray Charles could have seen that. Uh, you know so when I come to church should I not glorify and magnify the Lord you know I can't let fear push me down what is God trying to do in me what is God trying to show through my life and your life to others Jesus said let your light shine so that men will see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen. You don't have to be afraid. Amen. Don't put, let fear put you in a box. Amen. Show forth the praises of Him who's called you out of darkness to His marvelous light. You can overcome fear. Amen. And the way you overcome fear is number one on your paper. Know that God is always with you. Know that God is always with you. Amen. Know that He is always with you. Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Now look at this. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. Why? He's with me. He's with me. I'm not going to leave you I'm not going to forsake you. Amen. Notice the promises of God. I'm not going to leave you. I'm I'm not going to forsake you. I'm as close as the mention of my name. When you're in the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Why? Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I can see his rod. I can see his staff. I can see the shepherd up front of me, the sheep is saying. 
We are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Amen. A sheep of his pastor and a sheep and pastor all together, right? Amen. So he's with us. He didn't bring me out to lead me. He brought me out to carry me in. That's what Moses told the children. God didn't bring you out of Egypt to leave you in the wilderness. He brought you out because he had made a promise to take you to the promised land. God pulls us out of the world, amen, to take us to the place He's prepared for us. Amen. And we, all we got to do is walk. I don't have to walk 40 years I can, and, and, and murmur and complain. I can rejoice all the way home. <laughs> you know, I, I can get up every morning and sing a praise song. I can get up every morning and do a holy dance. I can get up every morning and say, look what the Lord has done. Amen. I can be excited every day. It's up to me how I want to live. I can't let fear grip me. I can't let fear, you know, push me into a box, you know, and and, and let the enemy say, okay, you're out for the day. Now I'm going to put you back in at 4 o'clock. No. You know, you know I, I'm staying out. Amen. So the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Look at Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43, 1 and 3 on your paper there. Amen. We talk about knowing that God is always with us. But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee. Notice, He created thee, Jacob, and He formed thee, O Israel. Fear not, I have redeemed thee, and I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Notice. First he says, I created you. As he told Jeremiah, I knew you before you was even in the womb, man. And I, I form you. Amen. God is doing this to you. And notice what he said. I redeemed you. He brought you. He paid royal blood for you at Calvary. Amen. And not only that, I've called you now. I've called you to me. Amen. For many has called, he chose, right? He calls you out of the world. Amen. He created you. He formed you. He redeemed you. Now he's calling you. Come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden. Oh, ye that thirst, come ye to the waters. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. He's called you. Amen. If you've been born again, that means He's called you. And you need to realize who you belong to now. You're His. Amen. You don't have to fear anymore what man can do to you. Amen. This is what God wants us to understand. When you pass through the waters... What happened? I'm going to be with you. That's right. When you're in the waters of affliction. Amen. Dangers of water. Amen. God says, I'll be with you. When you look at Acts 27, when Paul, they was in the, in the middle of the ocean on Arachalodon. Amen. Or with the disciples out in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. In the waters. God was right there with them. Even though he sent them forth, what happened when they got into the storm so deep and they was afraid? He come walking on the water to them and says, what? Be of good cheer. I'm not going to leave you. 
These things are written for our example. Amen. He's not going to let you go. He's not going to let you perish. If we die here, we're present with Him there. To be absent from the body is to be present with Christ. Amen. So you don't have to fear. I win either way. <laughs> That's the kicker. I win either way. If I die today, I'm going to be with Him today. You know? That's the way it is. I don't have to fear. Amen. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they should not overflow thee. When you're in the rivers of depression, they ain't going to overflow you. Amen. No matter what it feels like. No matter how many problems you got. No matter how many trials you got. No matter how many circumstances you got. It ain't going to overflow you. Amen. Because your feet is on the rock. Jesus isn't going to sink and you aren't either. Amen. We have an anchor of hope, both sure and steadfast. Amen. That's why David says in Psalms 27, For in the times of trouble, he will hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me on a rock, and my head will be high above mine enemies round about me. So I don't have to fear. They're not going to overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, what's going to happen? Be burned? Even the fiery trials of your life, you're not going to be burned. Neither shall the flames kindle upon thee. Why? Because I called you by your name. You're mine. Amen. You belong to God. He's not going to let you suffer. See, this is the attitude we've got to realize. Amen. So this is why we've got to let our conversation and our behavior be without covetousness. For God has already told you, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. Amen. We need to realize just how really good God truly and really is to his children. So be not dismayed. I am your God. I am with you. Amen. He's with us all the way. He's redeemed us. Amen. Psalms 91 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. They that abides in the house of God. Amen. In the secret places shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord that He's my refuge, my fortress, and my God, in whom I will trust. Surely he will cover me with his feather, deliver me from the snare of the fowl and from the north and pestilence. He will cover me what? With his feathers and under his wings. I will trust. And his truth shall be my shield and my buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the air that flies by day. 
Know the pestle that walks in dark, no destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand can fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with your own eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil fall thee, neither shall the plague come nigh thy dwelling. Why? Because he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. They shall bear you up in your hands lest you dash your foot against a stone you should tread upon the lion and the dragon that's i mean the young lion and the adult amen you should trample on the feet why because you have set your love upon him amen notice you've set your love upon him therefore will i what deliver him i will set him on high because he has known my name He shall call unto me, and I will deliver him. I will be with him in trouble. I will be with him in trouble and deliver him with long life. Amen. Will I satisfy him and make known to him my salvation? Amen. What a promise. What a promise. You'll be under the shadows of God. Jesus stood on the outskirt of Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. How I had longed to just put my arms around you as a mother hen would her chicks, but you would not let me. That's why David says, hey, he will cover you with his feathers. The same concept. When danger comes, a mother hen has her brew out there. The first thing she does is spread her wings like that and those brew run right underneath her and she sets down over to protect them. Jesus used the same analogy, you know, When danger and trials and things come, he says, I'll just put my arms around you. Amen. You don't have to fear what man can do to you. Amen. He's got you covered. This is what God wants us to understand here. Amen. David says in Psalms 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. And whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumble and they fall. Though a hell should encamp against me, and this my heart should not fear. The war rise against me, and this I will be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek at her, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. For in the time of trouble, He will hide me in His pavilion in the secret of his tabernacle he shall hide me he shall set me on a rock and now shall my head be high about my enemies round about me therefore when I open his tabernacle the sacrifices of joy I will sing yes I will sing praises unto the Lord amen Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy upon me and answer me. When thou say, seek you my face, my heart said, thy face, Lord, will I seek after. Hide not thy face from me, nor put thy servant away in anger, for thou hast been my help. Leave me not, nor forsake me, O God, of my salvation. When my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Amen. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in the plains past because of my enemies, because false witnesses written against me, and they that breathed out cruelty. I fainted, except I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. 
wait, I say, on the Lord. Amen. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for His good, for His mercy endure forever. Psalms 118. Let the Israel now say His mercy endure forever. Let the house of Aaron now say His mercy endure forever. Let them that fear Him now say that His mercy endure forever. I cried unto the Lord in my distress and He heard me and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. What can man do to me? It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Whole nations can pass me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They can pass me about. Yeah, they can pass me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They can pass me about like bees in a quest of the fire of thorns, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They have cast sword me that I might fall, but what happened? The Lord helped me. Amen. Notice, the Lord helped me. The Lord take my part with them that helped me. Therefore shall I see my desires upon mine enemies. That was up verse 3. Amen. Notice, the Lord is my strength and song, and He has become my salvation. Rejoicing in song is in the tabernacle of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord do it valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord do it valiantly. I like this part. I should not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Notice, I'm not going to die. I'm going to live and declare the works of the Lord. Amen. The Lord has chastened me sore, but He's not given me over to death. He's corrected me numerous times. But he's not giving me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness. And I will go in and praise the Lord. The gates that the righteous shall enter. For the Lord is my salvation. Amen. Notice. He's become my salvation. He's hurt me and become my salvation. The stone which the builders has refused has become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous in our sight. This is the day which the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. This is the day that He's made. Rejoice in the Lord. And again I say rejoice. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Oh man, I could just go right on with that. (laughs) But notice, I'm not going to die. I'm going to live. Amen. This is key here. Psalms 3. Lord, how increase are they that trouble me? Many there be which rise up against me. Many there be which saith of my soul, There is no help for me in God. But thou, o Lord, art a shield for me. You are the glory and you are the lifter up of my head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice and he heard me out of his holy hill. I lay me down and I slept for the Lord shall sustain me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people which have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, and save me for thou hast smitten all my name is upon the cheap one. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs to you and your blessings are upon your people. Amen. Think about it. It's upon your people. The blessings of the Lord. Don't fear. What can man do to you? Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Isaiah fifty four seventeen. Amen. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. For this is the inheritance of the children of the Lord, for the righteousness of me, saith the Lord. 
Notice. And he said, come in like a flood. There's no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Isaiah 54, 17. I said it back. 59, 19 is the other one. Amen. Isaiah 59, 19 is the other one. Amen. Isaiah 54, 17. There's no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment you shall condemn. For this is the heritage of the children of the Lord. For the righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Amen. And when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against them. For the weapons of our warfare, Second Chronicles 10.3, are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. Through the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Amen. The promises of God. This is why we walk by faith and not by sight. Luke twelve thirty two says, fear not, little flock. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Amen. You don't have to fear, amen, what the enemy tries to do to you because God is on your side. Amen. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. Amen. Because I have created you. I have formed you. I redeem you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Amen. So you don't have to fret. You don't have to fear. Amen. And any of these things that comes against you because you know your God. I, Daniel 11.32 says, And the people that do know their God shall be strong and shall do exploits. Amen. You will do mighty and great things. Amen. Because you know Him. Amen. The mighty God is Jesus. The Prince of Peace is He. The Everlasting Father. The King Eternally. The Wonderful in Wisdom. By whom all things were made. The fullness of the Godhead. And Jesus is displayed. Emmanuel, God is with us. Jehovah, Lord of hosts. The Omnipresent Spirit. Which fills the universe. The Advocate, the High Priest. The Lamb for sinner slain. The Author of Redemption. Oh, glory to His name. The Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. The living word incarnate. The helpless sinner friend. Our wisdom and perfection. Our righteousness and power. Yea, all you need is Jesus. And you can find this very hour. He is the Almighty God. He is the bread of life. He's the comforter. He's the door. He's the everlasting life. He's the Father. He's God. He's the Holy One of Israel. He's the indwelling Spirit. He's Jesus. He's the King of Kings. The Lord of Lords. He's the master. He's the name that's above every name. He's the omnipresent spirit, the prince of peace, the quickening spirit, the rose and sherry, your savior, your truth, your unleavened bread, your victory, your word, your expectation, your yoking, your zeal. All you need is Jesus. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. His promises are yea and amen. And 400 years, give or take, later, after Moses has gone off the scene. Solomon is dedicating the temple. And notice what he says in 1 Kings 8 and 56. 1 Kings 8 and 56. And I'm going to finish with this scripture for tonight. Amen. I want you to see this. 1 Kings 8 and 56. Blessed be the Lord that have given rest unto his people Israel. According to all that he promised... There have not failed one word of all his good promise.
which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. Not one word, not one promise. What a confirmation. And Solomon says this. Almost four centuries after Moses has gone off the scene, he realized what God had promised had come to fruition. And I come to tell somebody tonight, what he promised Moses, it's going to come to pass. Not one word. Jesus says, heaven and earth will pass away. But my word will not pass away. Don't have to fear. He's with you. You can overcome fear. And it starts with knowing our God and putting our trust in Him. Amen. And standing on the words that He has promised us. Amen. Standing on the promises of Christ my 